God bless you in Jesus' name. We just come to, in the next hour here, just coming to give you some words of encouragement. We come to pray with you. We come to give you all that we can in this next hour or so. We're going to enter into the word of God in prayer. We're going to enter into the word of God in spirit and in truth. And we're going to magnify him because he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Listen, if you're struggling with any type of addiction, if you have no addictions, if life is just perfect, if life is just fine, we want to pray for you. And also, if you're going through something right now that um, seems um, like it shall be the end of you, I want to pray for you too right now. One of the um, greatest tricks of the enemy is trying to make you think that you're weak if you ask for help. Now, I'm not saying we ask for help from everybody or anybody, and just anybody. But sometimes the enemy tries to make it seem like, well, we're a failure, or that we're not strong, or that we have to keep what we're going through secret. Because when you're in secret, you're isolated. And when you're isolated, the enemy can tell you all kind of lies, hypocrisies, and things that are not true. So in the next hour or so here, I'm going to pray in the spirit. Now, if you don't know what praying in the spirit is, you can pray, but you understand. Matter of fact, I might lead out praying with my understanding. And then in the course of me praying with my understanding, I want to pray in tongues. When we pray in tongues, we enter into spiritual warfare. When we're praying in tongues, we're praying mystery to the Lord. God, some call it a prayer language, some don't like you praying in tongues, hallelujah, glory to God, because they have misinterpreted the scripture, hallelujah, but when you're amongst yourselves, when you're at home, in your city closet, when you are, when you're going through a test, a trial, whether you're praying in tongues or praying with your understanding, pray to God. Watch this. You're going through some things right now that you don't even understand. <laughs> That's right. You're going up, uh, going through some things right now. Perhaps you don't understand why. You're saying, Lord, why is what with me? And Lord, why me? It's because you're saying, who am I to go through this? I'm not Job. Who am I to go through this? I'm not um, the pastor. I'm not a prayer warrior. Now, sometimes he attacks you based on what you're getting ready to do. And you don't even know He attacks you based on the potential that he sees that God wants to bless you. But I'm, I'll submit this to you. The enemy doesn't care if you make a whole lot of money. No, he doesn't care about that stuff. He don't care if you have a big old church. He don't care if you have three piece suits and a Rolex on. He don't care about nothing like that. What he cares about you is that you, if you're getting saved, and if you're in 
fluency of the Christians who are back Christian and went gone to come back to God. And I don't believe I don't believe he doesn't like that. So we're gonna pray right now. Father in the name of Jesus. There's some right now, Father God, in my voice, they're going through a terrible time. They're in the valley of confusion, God. They don't know whether to go left or to go right. They don't know whether to get married or to stay single. They don't know whether to keep going to that church or to find another one. They don't know whether to stay on that job or find another one. They don't know if they should change careers. Somebody, Father God, just got proposed to, and they don't even know if they should say yes or no. They already don't say yes, but now they're already getting ready. They're already doubting what they um, say. And they don't know, Father God, whether or not to be with the man or not. Father, in the name of Jesus, oftentimes, Father, when we don't want to make a mistake, what we do is, Father God, instead of making a decision, just stand still and stay there. But oftentimes I realize in life is that decisions have to be made. And we have to make them concerning the word of God. We gotta make our decisions concerning what your word says. We gotta make our decisions based off our prayer life and what you're telling us to do and based on our faith. Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, somebody don't know what to do. Somebody is confused. Somebody right now, Father God, has to pick between two men. Somebody right now, Father God, has to pick between two women. Somebody right now, Father God, may have to pick between two careers, two jobs, two different cities. Um, things going on right now. And they're both shot in the name of Jesus Christ and them, and they don't know what to do. But Father, we know, Father God, that all wisdom belongs to you. And you, Father God, know whether or not to go to the right hand or the left. You can let them know, Father God, whether or not to, to marry this one or not. You can let them know, Father God, whether or not to uh, rebusha, stay in the church or go. Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and I also realize, Father God, that some of us, we can hear from the Lord. We're not confused about what's going on. We're not confused about whether to marry this one or that one. Some of us, Father God, are confused on whether or not to stay in this church or that one. We're not confused on whether or not to move into a different city or to stay where we're at. But some of us, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, don't want to make a decision because we don't want you to say something that we don't want to do. Our flesh has gotten involved. Our, our feelings have gotten involved. We, we don't fell in love with the woman, with the woman's husband. We don't fell in love with the, with the man's wife. We don't fell in love with doing the wrong thing. We don't fell in love. We think that, well, he wants to marry me, and he ain't safe. I can change him. Or we said to ourselves, well, I can change him. I can love that out of her. But right now, Father, in the book, in the name of Jesus, help us make the right decision. Father God, we're not coming judging nobody. We don't come in the name of Jesus Christ of now. Thinking that we're better than somebody else. No, we don't come in the in the name of Jesus, thinking, well, our children are better than these other people's children. We don't know, Father God, we come humbly before you. The word says, Father, let us come boldly before the throne of grace. That we obtain mercy and grace to help in a time of need. We need you 
right now for your divine wisdom and divine mercy in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, that's how we pray in our understanding. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And as we walk around this track, <laughs> I'm trying to show you, my brother, my sister, prayer can take place in this is what I'm telling you something. You may tell me that you're going to be going through a situation on your job. And you're going to wait till you get to church and pray. It's a money. You're going through a situation in your marriage. And you're just going to wait till you get to church and pray. You're going through something in your body. You're going through something in your finance. But you didn't say Tuesday. But you said you're just going to wait till Sunday to go to church to pray. Or Saturday, whatever you got going on in your belief. You're just going to wait. Hallelujah. Well they, uh, well, they didn't say it was prayer day, so I got to wait. No, when you really going through a test and a trial, you will turn your face towards the wall and begin to pray. The Bible says something interesting about a king called Hezekiah. The prophet came to Hezekiah and said, Hezekiah the Lord says, that get your house in order, for you shall die and not live. And as the prophet was walking away from King Hezekiah, King Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and began to pray. Is he going to wait till Sunday to pray? You think he waited until the choir came in? You think he waited until the preacher came in to preach the word? Your life is in danger. Your ministry is in danger. Your marriage, your money, your peace of mind, your, your will, your, your all kind of stuff is in danger. Don't wait till the, till the church door is open. No, pray right now. Pray right now. Pray in tongues if you can right now. Pray with me right now. If you can pray in your prayer language. If you can know how to pray. If you know how to pray in your prayer language. Some of you right now. Some of you right now at home right now. Some of you right now riding your car right now. Rebo Shakarabasokorabaha. Some of you right now on your way to work. Rebo Shakara. Ekare Soko. Somebody on their way to the graduation of the kids or their friends' kids. Rebo Shakarabaha. Some of you right now in the name of Jesus. On your way to the hospital. Rebo Shakarabaha. Some of you right now headed to, to get your COVID-19 vaccine. Rebu Shaka. Some of you ready going to the choir rehearsal right now. Some of you right now heading to the doctors or the dentist. Some of you right now you're headed to the prayer meeting. Some of you right now maybe headed to the club. Somebody right now is headed on vacation to Miami or Las Vegas or somebody right now is on the plane. Somebody right now is piloting the plane. Somebody right now is the some of you right now are headed to track practice because you're getting ready for the state finals. Somebody right now, Rebo Shaka, is confused. They just graduated high school, but they're confused about what um, uh, uh, studies to take and what career to get in. And some of you right now have graduated um, high school and you feel like, what's the use? What's the hope? Because you're looking around the room and you're feeling this that and the other. You're seeing all kind of foolishness and mess go down. You're saying, what's the use? What's the, what am I doing this for? But right now in the book, I pray to God you have a peace, 
It's a past your own understanding. I pray that God will give you a word that you can see your life unfold. Don't look at it for right now, but look at what it's going to be, what it can be, what God intended it to be. A lot of the people around you have given up, and that same give up spirit has rubbed off on you. And now you just had a That shall not be your portion. Rebo Hey, Lord, saying just defeat the jealous spirit. Defeat the envious spirit. Some of you preachers are jealous and envious of other men's ministries. And the Lord God, Jesus Christ, has commanded you to end that jealous spirit. Get rid of that envious spirit. Because you're causing a lot of folk. Miss out on the ministry, causing a lot of folk to miss out on the good word, causing a lot of folk to miss out on getting the Holy Ghost, all because you're jealous of another preacher or another ministry or another pastor. You're setting up your own rules and saying what well, you can't preach until you do a hundred times and only ninety-nine. Saying you're not ready yet. You're sitting on somebody's ministry. Right down the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They've been under you for years. And you still won't allow them to preach or to teach or to pray. And then they will shock out about And you got them doing things in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And you're just sitting there jealous and scared. And somebody else will come along and preach a word. And you think, well, this man is preaching better than me. You have a false spirit. But right now, it's not a competition. It's not in Rebo Soko Reba 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 
Aria toko, aria basi, rebaka, abaso, aria baki, rebosoko, yemasi, rebaki, ana soko, aria bakari, abansoko, rebaha, rebosoko, rebaha, rebasike, rebinamaha, rebosoko, yekarabashi, rebasike, yano soko, rebasike, yamahi, rebakari, yamasi, adamaha, rebakari, yamaha, abasi, rebake, yamasi. Reba koya masi, reba koya si, reba hina masi, reba kariya nashi, reba si na mahariya ka, reba kiya masoko, reba kiya sokiya masi kiraba, reba soko, reba kiraba so, reba kiya, reba si, reba sepo, reba kiya ma, reba soko reba ha, ya kariya ba soko reba ha, reba soko reba ye kiraba, reba they don't understand you. Hallelujah. You're hanging around people who don't understand you. They don't, they don't understand your ministry. They don't understand why you pray so much. They don't understand why you're trying to get that back there relationship with God. You right now around some people who are trying to discourage you by their actions and what they do. And the enemy is using certain people to come against you. The enemy will always use someone that's closest to you to distract you and perhaps even get you off track and get you not to believe God. But right now in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth, you're going to have to have that one single mindness. You're going to have to understand that Jesus Christ is number one in your life. Right? Not sister, not brother, not mother, not father, not wife, not, not, not husband, not kids. But Jesus Christ is going to have to become your main. Your main right now. You pray to God. You don't pray to man. You justify God. You're justified before God. Listen, don't worry about man. Right now, some of you right now going on a, a huge criticism at home. Right now, everything you do is criticized. But right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and because of it, you don't have peace at home. You don't have peace in your mind. You don't have peace in your body. That's why your joints are feeling funny. That's why your joints are tightening up. That's why your heart feels tight. That's why your blood pressure is up. That's why you even now, you can't sleep at night. And you're having nightmares. And, and you're having this all kind of funny dreams. And all kind of stuff that's been going on in your body and your mind. Because you can't sleep. Because you can't get any rest. Because you're under huge criticism. And, and some of you right now, perhaps you're married to a pastor that's doing this. Some of you right now, perhaps you're married to, um, uh, perhaps you men have been married. Are married to some women that are pastors. And you're going through this. You're going on a huge criticism at home. Everything that you do is not right. Everything that you do is not holy enough. Everything that you do, you're not praising God enough. You're not praying enough. And then, in the name of Jesus, when you go home, in the name of Jesus, with this woman that's a pastor, in the name of Jesus, if you don't do certain things right, she said, well, you're not doing according and not understanding that when you get home, the roles are supposed to be reversed. I ain't going to even go there. The roles are supposed to be reversed. But now they can't mention you because they constantly think that you're a pastor at home and in church and in school. When y'all go shopping, when you go to dinner, sheep will be the No, the devil is not. Anything but two heads right now. There's only one God. One. Lord. In us all. Above us all. Through us all. But he is set in order. The thing that is supposed to be in the church. And right now, if you don't believe that, then leave that woman alone. If you don't believe that, 
then leave that man alone. If you don't believe that, then leave that church alone. If you don't believe that, then why you keep going to places where they don't believe in the word of God? But right now, there's no deliverance unless the word of God is First love, and you used to love getting to the word of God, but now you don't read no more. You used to love getting to the word of God, and the reason why you don't love the word of God no more, you're going to places that they don't even preach the word of God. You're going to places where the pastor even show up with the Bible, but they show up with their opinions. Right now, Bokadi, I don't show. That last relationship that broke you, didn't you? That last relationship, that last man, that last one, it broke you. It broke your spirit. It broke your home up. Whether it was an adulterous affair, but it broke your home up. It, it, whether it was just boyfriend and girlfriend, that break it broke your home up. Whether it was just a one-night stand that was supposed to be all of a sudden turned to a, a five-year uh, situation, but it broke your mind up. And now in the name of Jesus, you don't want nobody else but them, but they don't want you. But I come praying right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that that person's hold will be broken upon you right now in Jesus' name. Rebo shekarabayete Abo shekarabahariya. The person I'm talking about perhaps is in the choir stand. The person I'm talking about that you hooked on is perhaps stands up every Sunday to preach. The person I'm talking to that you was hooked on is probably the pastor's wife. The person I'm talking to that you hooked on is probably the boss or the boss's wife. It is all kind of crazy the situationships that we find ourselves in. But right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we break the yoke. We destroy the yoke because of the anointing. And also that you're gonna listen for your shame. You shall receive double. So you've been through some things in your life that you don't want to tell nobody about. Because you are ashamed of what you've done. But right now, you feel because you're ashamed of what you've done. That's why you won't crack open the church doors or crack open that Bible and begin to read. But when you begin to read the Word of God, you'll find out that a lot of people have been through exactly what you're going through. That's what I mean by the spirit of isolation. Isolation says, well, nobody will understand this. Because... No one has been through this. You don't need to tell nobody because, because if, if you tell somebody, they ain't going to pray for you, really. What they're going to do is post your situation on Facebook. They're going to tweet about you. They're going to talk to another brother and sister in Christ about you. You don't want to tell nobody what you're going through. You don't want to tell nobody that the deacon in the back touching you in an appropriate way. You don't want to tell nobody that you made a mistake and you and the deacon's wife made something. You don't want to tell nobody, well, uh, I might have snorted some cocaine right before. You don't want to tell nobody that you're doing some things that perhaps you're not too proud of. See, nobody has 
any problem telling somebody, pray for me for a job. Pray for me that I get a financial breakthrough. Pray for me that um, I get a husband or a wife. Pray for me that my kids. You might have some problem with those type prayers and letting folks know we need it. But it's hard pressed to get somebody and say, pray for me. I'm really going through something that's dramatic and crazy. And I really did something crazy. But I'm trying to make let this thing, don't let this thing hurt my spirit for years. Where I'm years and years stuck. It was between me, her, and him, or him, her, and him, or him, him, and him, whatever the situation would be, we need to break the spirit of isolation. How we get isolated? Let me tell you the number one reason why we get isolated. It's because we don't believe that we can pray to God about anything. We don't believe that God wants to hear about that. And what we don't know is God already knows about that. He's just waiting for you to pray about it. God still knows that you haven't got over her or him. He just waiting for you to pray about it. God already knows that your situation is But he's just waiting for you to pray about it. God already knows what you would do if you had the chance to do it all over again. But he just wants you to pray about it. God already knows that same person calling you right now. You would go running. But he just wants you to pray about it. God already knows what you're going to do. In every situation, if anything present itself, anything in the world that you can think of, God already knows the outcome, the situation, and what you do in this situation, and the outcome of the situation, because God is an all-knowing God. It amazes me how these people are like, well, God is shocked. How can you shock somebody who already got the information already in front of them? You can't shock me. You can't surprise me with a surprise birthday party if I already know the information. We're not serving some God who does his reaction, his reactionary to everything. No, we're serving the God that knows the end from the beginning. That's why you have to pray about every situation in your life. Because if you don't, you become isolated. God's power is not limited. Man's power is limited. God's power is it's not um, grace and mercy. It's not limited, but man's grace and mercy is limited. You can only mess up so many times with man. You can only do so many times with man before they have run out of money. You can only do so many things with man. So they be like, well, we got to hire somebody else. But when God is involved, he knows the end from the beginning. That means that he already knows who he hired when he hired you. He already knows when he, who he anointed when he anointed you. He already knows what you're getting ready to do. He already knows what he's going to say. He already knows what's going to happen. He already knows the end from the beginning because he's God. And anybody saying that God doesn't know, then that person will believe that God is God. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there are about 40 folk right now, in the name of Jesus, that's going to hear this podcast this year, and they're going to receive the Holy Ghost. You're going to receive the Holy Spirit of God with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's why the enemy tries to stop you from preaching. That's why the enemy tries to stop you and put certain situations in your life. That's why the enemy wants to make you ashamed. Because he knows you can help somebody. Sometimes what you're going through is not even really about you. But it's about all the souls 
that's going to be influenced when they hear your testimony, hear you preach, hear you sing, hear you dance and different things. He see you become the CEO. See you become it. See you drive the new car. See you get to some people right now. The only God they're going to see right now is through you. And the enemy doesn't want that. That's why he wants you stuck in the same spot. That's why he wants you following around the same woman for years. That's why he wants you following around the same man for years. That's why he wants you waiting on a man to divorce his wife. And it's been three years now. He ain't did it yet. You said he's about to do it. That's why the woman right now is waiting for a man to leave his wife for three or four years right now. And he keeps saying, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm fixing to do it. That's why right here in the Kariyashoko, Rebo Shakariyasi, I'm my supporter. So many yokes right here, Lord, say, need to be broken. Rebo Shakariyasi, so many myths, so many doctrines of false doctrines. So much in Kabo Shakariyasoko. Doctrines are a false doctrine. They have to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. For you can break forth. In Yekabo Shakariyasi. So you can break forth. Harebo Shakarabaha. The Lord is waiting for you to break forth. I'm waiting for you to break forth. I celebrate you. I'm going to celebrate you when you break forth. Because right now, Nebo Shaha, in the name of Jesus, I know that the enemy don't want you to do it. I know that your home life is your discouragement. <laughs> because, brother, if you got to fight at home, you can have a fight in the world. And that's cool. You can even have a fight in church. That's cool. But, brother, when you got you to fight on the job, cool. But my brother, when you go home, you got to fight. Woo! Ah, oh, yeah, Shaka. You need an extraordinary double in order to that one. That's why the yoke got to be destroyed. See, that's why you got to stop marrying without God's permission. That's why you got to stop getting yourself involved with somebody without God's permission. Anybody you involve with right now that you don't see it leading to marriage, or perhaps it's somebody that you can't yourself, I can't even see myself even spending 24 hours with this person, let alone 24 hours, then what are you doing? Run. Run for the hill. Get you a pair of new nights. Get you a pair of new night running shoes. Listen, and run. And you can't run no more. Run, my brother. Run, my sister. I know there's a lot of running going on in church where we run the aisles. I know there's a lot of running around as well as I stop dancing. Man, that's tight. That's cool. I love that. But use those same feet to run away from some joker who's going to take 10 to 15 years off your life that in a situation that you have no business in in the first place. As a matter of fact, I hear the Lord saying this to some of you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He, God is saying that the man that you fell for is not even your type. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The Lord said, the man that you slept with, 
You weren't even attracted to. You just did it because you was bored. The woman's husband that you mess around with, you didn't even want it. You only did it because she pissed you off. The rebosha, rebosekaraba. And you thought you was getting some revenge, but you wound up getting yourself a trap an entanglement in a situation that has taken 5 and 15 years off your ministry, off your life. If you would have gotten yourself involved in that man, the Lord's telling me that you would have graduated school by now. You got to understand the trap and the wild of the enemy. You got to understand that the Lord is saying this. There's some preachers who have been scared to preach a word um, like this. They've been, they've been, they've been, they, I, I feel this by spirit, man. How about that? I, I feel like the Lord said, they've been uh, involved in the, in the go along, get along thing in preaching. How about that? In other words, they don't want to preach no message that's going to piss the devil off because they're scared of the enemy. They don't want to preach no message that's going to stop their funding because they're scared of the enemy. They don't want to preach no message because there's some senators and some, and some, and some important folks. And some actors to go to this church. And I don't want to say too much. It's going to piss them off. Because I still want that offering. I still want that money flowing in. The devil is a lie. I told you. We're going to pray. All this is prayer. It's prayer without understanding. And it's prayer in the spirit. Reba, hey, the Lord saying this to somebody. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, what the Lord, I believe what the Lord is saying to some of you is this. See, you've been scared to make a move. You've been scared to make a power move in the spirit because you want you wondering what's gonna happen to you in the flesh. Power move in the spirit because you scared because you feel like, well, if I do this, I ain't gonna have no place to lay my head at night. If I do that, then I ain't gonna have a car to drive. If I do this, then I'm not, some, my account might be frozen or something. I don't wanna say all this because the locks may be changing now. I don't wanna do that because they may stop me from preaching. I don't wanna say this because the, the funds might stop coming. Listen, don't worry about what's going to happen. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you, my brother. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. We're going to have to build up ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. What am I saying, though? Just go wild? Am I saying just go to the boss today and quit? Am I saying just go home today and say, give me the keys back? (laughs) I'm saying wisdom. Move with wisdom. Move with power. Let your ultimate goal be, I got to magnify the Lord. Let your ultimate goal be, I got to line up myself with the word of God. Let, 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 let your prayer be, Lord, help my character catch up to the message. So now when I go any place, I'm not worried about my character getting out of, cur- out of, out of whack. And now I'm embarrassing instead of being um, a blessing. I don't want to be an embarrassment. I want to be a blessing. I don't want to be an embarrassment anymore. I want to be a blessing. I know some of you right now don't want to be an embarrassment. And that's why you won't come around to certain people. Because you feel embarrassed. Because you're going through something right now that you shouldn't be going through. Because you're too old to do it. You could go through that when you was in your 20s. But not when you're pushing 50. You don't expect to be going through what you're going through. 
making you feel like you're running out of time. You feel like your time is up. You feel like your time is up. Lord, it's too late for me to do this. I don't mean to make mistakes. It's too late. I know you gave me a word years ago. And it was some of the most powerful prophecies that I ever heard before in my life. But now, Lord God, it's too late for me. Anoint someone else. He imagined Abraham. When he was a hundred years old, and his wife Sarah now, and he telling God, God, I made a mistake, but hey, God, I don't have a baby with somebody that I shouldn't have had. And now, Lord God, it's too late for me. You're going to have to make a great nation with somebody else because I have messed up. Yes, Lord, I have done wrong. And you got made a big mistake, so you're going to have to go. Can you imagine Jacob telling God, no, Jacob, no, God, I, I can't do this. As a matter of fact, I stole the birthright. As a matter of fact, my brother Esau is still alive. You might want to go back and anoint him. And just let the Bible say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau, because I have messed up with two women, their sisters. I have done things. I've had all these, I've done all these things. And I've tricked now. I've done so much tricking and scamming in my life. I think it's over for me. Can you imagine what I'm saying that? Now, <laughs> so cool. Go back and read your Bible real close. Go back and read your Bible real close. And search out those two men. And see if they ever said anything like that. The blessings and the promises of God are not based on you. It's based on God's character. It's based on God's ability to keep a promise. It's based on God's supreme ability to make your life make sense. I feel the Holy Spirit of God. This, this, this kind of revelation only comes when you start praying in the Spirit. God has the ability to make your life make sense. Right now, your life ain't making sense to you. Because you have done some things and said some things and, and, and you have slept with some people and done some things. You have had some abortions and snorted some things and you don't doggone stole some money and got caught and did some time and came back and did this and did this church and that church and that pastor and that doctrine. You don't did all kind of stuff. Your life right now, it doesn't make sense. It definitely don't make sense according to who you are and the prophecies that went out over your life. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there is a one that's able to make it all make sense. For all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and that are called according to his purpose. Your life still has purpose. Yes, I know you're older, but your life still has purpose. Yes, I know in the bush, it's been a long time. And you felt by now you should have accomplished a whole lot of things in your life. But your life still has purpose. I know you've been married three times. Your life still has purpose. I know you don't have some abortions. Your life still has purpose. I know what the man on the TV said. I know what the entertainer said. I know what Joe, that bishop said. I know what that pastor over there said. But if you start getting to the word of God, listen, when you start lining up the word of God, what people are saying, and you see this contradiction, then you'll see that it doesn't make sense. Because according to the Bible, he's still going to bless me. But according to this man across town, he's saying God can't do it. Where is your faith at? Is it in the doctrine of man? Or is it in the power of God? Pray with me right now. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The kingdom belongs to God. It is, it is sayings that we have as preachers, and those sayings, they sound so good. They do, but they're not scripture. And because the sayings that they're saying sound so good, we think it's doctrine, but it's not. We have a lot of cool sayings. Hallelujah. We got a lot of cool things going on. A lot of cool slogans. But those slogans are not scripture. And those slogans, some of them, have messed people up so much. Hallelujah. Is that they are scared to come in our presence. Interesting thing about Jesus when he walked the face of the earth. When Jesus walked the face of the earth, sinners were not scared to come in his presence. They didn't run from him. They ran to Jesus. Now, and that's the, the God from glory. So why in the world should somebody be scared to come in the preacher's presence? He ain't nobody but a, a, he just he the servant just like you. There was once was a man who tried to worship Peter. They tried to worship Peter. They tried to bow down themselves before Peter. And Peter told them jokers, y'all y'all need to get up. For well, I am a man just like you. I'm also in the man. Peter said, I ain't God. But the preachers of the day, they want folks to think that they're God. They want to be worshipped as God. And there's only one person in the Bible I know who wants to be worshipped as God, but he ain't God, and that's the devil. That is devil worship at its finest. When you worship another man, then that is devil worship at its finest. Stop worshiping man. Ah yeah, I hear Lord feeling a person above my spirit right now to pray for healing, whether it's physical healing, whether it's mental healing, healing from depression, healing from hurt, healing from a broken heart. But could you just walk me for a minute in the spirit? If you can pray in tongues, begin to do that. Because the Lord is calling on you right now. And he's calling on you to be healed and set free. Rebo Sokorabaha. Hey, the Lord saying, don't be ashamed of me. Rebo Sokorabaha. There's some of you right now that you're not healed yet because you're ashamed. You're ashamed to confess your sickness. The Lord just spoke to me and said, You are ashamed to confess your sickness, and that is why you're still sick. Some things got to be confessed out. I'm not talking about confess to me. 
I'm not talking about confessing what your past. I'm not talking about confessing to your best friend. Confess it to God. Ah, yeah. So start there first. Because every time you stand in the pulpit, you feel guilty. Every time you go home to your wife, you feel guilty. Every time you stand up to sing that song in church, you still feel guilty. But I hear the Lord saying this. The guilt was on Calvary. Just confess. Confess and know that Jesus Christ is Lord. to the flesh. You're like Moses and the people of Israel that were trapped at the Red Sea. And there was nothing but water in front of them. And Pharaoh and his army behind them. They were trapped. They didn't have any weapons. They didn't have anything. They didn't have any fighters. They had nothing. They didn't have an army. They had a nation. They had a nation of people. The Lord saying this to me. You're looking for soldiers. But what you need is a nation. You need family. You need those of a like faith like you. But when two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm going to be in the midst of them. You don't know what to do because you feel trapped. You don't know what to say. You've been holding your tongue because you feel trapped. I prophesy over your life the spirit of Perez and that you will begin to break forth and break loose from the oppression of man. That you begin to break loose from from judging yourself. You have judged yourself more in the last four or five years than any man that ever walked his face of the earth. You have judged yourself for the last four or five years. And you have counted yourself unworthy. You have counted yourself unworthy. You have counted yourself unworthy. You have rebushai. You have counted yourself unworthy. You have counted yourself out. The, 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 the man didn't even have to do it. For spiritually, you have checked out. Because you have disqualified yourself and said, I'm not worthy. Can you imagine somebody showing up to somebody's house? New brand new car, paid for, everything was good. Uh, 2021. Here you go. All you gotta do is just get the keys, you all set, my man. And you be like, no, no, I'm not worthy. What? <laughs> the blood of Jesus Christ makes you worthy. I hear speaking to six preachers right now. There's six preachers right now. There's six pastors right now. I'm saying, 
I hope my people don't hear me. My people don't hear this prayer that you I need to stop my people from hearing that. Because uh, when people start speaking freely and when people start giving their word, then if you're not coming with the word itself, they're wondering what's going on, what's really going on. Because now they're starting to check the word and check what you're saying. And what you're saying is not lining up with the word of God. They're going to wonder, I need my receipt. I need my money back. I need a refund. Can you imagine somebody preaching a word, or preaching their opinion, and, and doing the things they were doing? At the end of the service, you got 10 folks lying there talking about, I need a refund. Could you imagine what's going on with a prophet in the town? And if he not prophesying according to the word of God, prophesying what God has showed him, yeah. Can you imagine the folk as a service saying, yeah, I'm going to need a refund. I know you said you had a $100 line, but I'm going to need a refund on that. Because I just checked the scripture, and what you said is not true. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Jehovah Name is great. Rebo Power on top of power. Rebo Shaka. Grace for any situation. Rebo Shaka. There's nothing that shocks you. Rebo Shaka. You got the remedy for every situation. Rebo Shaka Lord, don't let us die yet without filling our purpose. Rebo Shaka We want to hear you, see, hear you say, Well done. Good and faithful servant. Enter into the door of the Lord. Ha rebo sha be reba rabo rabo rebo soko rabaha reba she reba haria baha reba sheke rebaha I hear the Lord saying this, I don't even know what this means. But for somebody the, the word is this. You can't you stop hiding behind your pastor's anointing. Stop hiding behind your daddy's anointing. Stop hiding behind your daddy's character. Stop hiding behind your daddy's church. Stop hiding behind things and start getting something yourself. Woo! Uh, that's deep. Rabba Shikari Ati. Rabba Kaya. Rabba Shokuraba. Rabba Shikari. Rabba Shiku. Abu Shik. Rabba Hiramaha. Rabba Shik. Rabba Shikari. Ariatiha. Oba Shikari. Rabba Shikari. Receive the Holy Ghost. Rabba Shaka. Receive the Rabba Sa. Rabba Reba here, so Abokaria Bassi, Rebo Soko, Reba Hariosha, Reba Tiaka, Toko Baya, Reba Shi, Reba Seke, I don't know, saying this, you're never alone. Reba Kalia Daha, the Toto Korebaha, Rebo Shaka, Rebo Shi, Reba Sikiri Biramaha, Jehovah Jiva, Jehovah Rafa, 
Preserve the brain, Father God. We come against Alzheimer's right now. In the name of Jesus. For the enemy has been trying to get folks to forget how good you are. People, the enemy is trying to get folks to forget how gracious you are. People are trying to get folks to forget that Jesus God came to die for the sins of the whole world. We're not talking about man's grace. We're not talking about man's mercy. We're not talking about your man's son that died on the cross. We're talking about God's son. Lord, let us drop the weight. Help us to drop the weight. Let us remove the weight. Let us re- remove the yoke off our necks. Take the pain away, Father God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves in front of me, seek my face, and turn for that which are with Then what I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Somebody right now got their Bible saying, wait a minute, I don't know if they're supposed to run. Read it and weep. Every, every, we don't have people who pray no more. All we got is critics now. We got critics. Criticizing the ministry. Criticizing your marriage. Criticizing your prayer life. Criticizing your family life. We don't have nobody giving us a word anymore. We got critics. You stand up in the pulpit as a critic. And not someone that's going to preach the gospel and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. You come, people come to church, and there you are, a critic. I haven't seen you in a long time. Blah, blah, blah. You used to be annoying. I can't hear. Critic. There's so many critics in the church now. Air copper. God bless you and keep you. God bless you and keep you. God bless you and keep you. Hallelujah. Oh, I enjoy this hour of prayer. Praise, exhortation, edification. It's an hour of prayer. One hour of prayer. Hallelujah. One hour of prayer. Edification, exhortation, prayer, praise, edification, and exhortation. Glory to God. God bless you and keep you. If it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it.
Take a minute. 